Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told, told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome gang? to the Grindcast. Simon Arias here. Get, here. Ready. Get ready. It's a new day. New day. What's up, gang? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grindcast. Simon Arias here. We're going to dig straight into people quit people, not companies. People quit people, not companies. And so there's always an exception to the rule, but for the most, uh, the majority of the time, people quit their leaders. People quit their managers more than they quit companies. You know, I could tell you looking back on my career, I joined uh, the company that I'm with now because of first a person, one person that I met that I believed in. In the beginning, you know, I stayed when I could have quit due to a few people that I believed in more than the company per se. And so I want you guys to, to let's all start wrapping our head around taking ownership in our situation, whether it's leadership, coaching, running a business, you know, whatever it is, let's look at ourselves first. We, we can't pass everything to outside circumstances that it was out of our control. We can only take ownership. We can only control our state when we start to control ourselves and taking ownership of what we can do a better job at. And when you take ownership, good things can happen. So, you know, I, I think I saw the growth in this area. You know, I wasn't always perfect like anything else, and I'm still not perfect. But when, when you look at anything in life that you become good at happens over time. You don't just immediately walk in the door brand new being great at it. Although you may start out with a head start, you should evolve over time. So, you know, I look at the... One of the things that I'm most excited about and, and proud of, you know, that, that I've been able to do, and I'm actually flying the flag today, wearing the shirt, uh, Inspire Mind Junkstown. Uh, when we started the youth program, after school program, summer program, Inspiring Mind Junkstown, uh, we're, we're five years strong now. And it actually started a year before that, starting the whole process. Um, so I've been in the company that I'm with for 14 years. Follow me. I know I'm bouncing around, but just you'll see how it all wraps together. So I've been with the company that I'm with now and that I own franchises of for 14 years. And six years ago, we started the process for Inspire Mind Youngstown. So that's eight years in this business. I could tell you that without me being in this company, I never would have been able to lead um, the board members, build a board, and deal with people concerning a youth program because... The way that I was, the way that I had to lead the youth program was through vision and relationships because a lot of the people were volunteers and a board of people that sits around and volunteers their time where they have their own family, they have their own jobs, they have their own stresses and they come together and they, they want to do something after hours, typically in the evening for the greater good of other people. You can't lead those people the same way that a boss would lead people that's paying them a salary or bonuses or what, so, but, but you still got to lead them. And so when you can start to lead people like they're volunteers and thinking of them as volunteers that they don't have to be there, they don't have to be here. 
you start to get away from leading people through your title or position. That's the foundational that's the foundational level of leadership is when you lead people because they have to follow you. So do this because I said so. Do this because I sign your paychecks or because I'm your boss. Although that's a part of it, your position sometimes. That can't be the pinnacle. That can't be everything in the way that you lead or people are eventually going to lead you. Before asking for a person's hand, you got to first ask for their heart. You got to first win a person's heart if you truly want to be able to lead people. So think about you know, how we can get better in these areas. People leave people who devalue them, who make them feel unappreciated. Try to look at things that are going on in your leadership role and ask yourself, who can I make feel more appreciated and how can I make them more appreciated and what can I do a better job at in showing appreciation to the people that I'm leading? Not them always showing me appreciation. How can I show them more appreciation? Am I devaluing people or am I elevating them, making them see the value that they have and feel the value that they have and the appreciation? We can't treat people like objects. We have to treat people like people. No matter what type of business that you're in, at some point you're going to need people. Great companies are made up of great people and great people can only be led so long by people that treat them like objects you got to treat people like they're human beings and like they're people you got to see people like they're assets and not liabilities people that are assets you work with you're patient with you invest into and over the long haul maybe you'll get a return it's been a journey you know, in the beginning, I know when you're starting out in business and you're just trying to get it and you're just trying to make it, you know, we're all as human beings born selfish. You know, you look at two kids. I look at my, my children, you know, I got a two year old son and a four year old daughter and, you know, they get in fights, blowouts over candy or toys or give me that. That's mine. You know, everything's mine. And so we're born this way. And we have to fight that urge and teach that over time, constantly fighting the urge to be selfish and be more selfless, although that we're going to fall short. And so you do that by the more you give to others, the more you pour into others, the more you're going to receive from them over. You're going to win more than you lose. You know, I think people stop doing that sometimes because uh, two people burned them or three people burned them or this person didn't show them appreciation. Now you start to let other people dictate you in your heart in the way that you treat people. When you play the odds, if you pour into people and treat people the right way, over the long term, you're always going to win. Try to find genuine value in things that your people are doing that you can express appreciation to. You got to also be trustworthy. Try to try to gain the people's trust. Most people in America are just burned by people. So everybody got their guard up and trust is earned. You know, I think they say trust is earned in drops, but lost in buckets. It could take so long to earn a person's trust in only a moment to lose it all.
You could be loyal in your relationship for 10 years and cheat on your spouse one time and it, and, and it could lose all trust. It, it's a lot more work to build up the trust of someone than it is to lose it. And so I want you to look at this trust thing and, and, and look at how can we become better with our word? How can we be someone that other people trust and can rely on? You're either adding money in the bank or you're taking money out of the bank when it comes to your relationship and the trust that you have in your bank account with other people. So look at your bank account with the people that you lead or the people that you're in business with. The more that you can be trusted, the more that you find ways to come through with your word, the more money that you add to the bank. This way, if you ever make a mistake and it's not drastic, Sometimes you can make such a big mistake that you could bankrupt your whole life, right? So you may save millions of dollars and make one bad decision and, and you could lose it all. So sometimes your trust, if you break the trust of somebody and it's that bad, you could lose it all in one withdrawal. But most of the time, people understand that everybody makes mistakes. People are people. So if you got enough money built up into the account with the person, you could make a mistake. You could drop the ball here and there once in a while, although you, you, your goal could be zero. You're going to be able to afford that if you're pouring into that trust bank account. Try to make your word mean something to people. What you say and what you do needs to align the best that you possibly can. You're not always going to be perfect. But can you start to bat 80%? Can you start to bat 90% and then go to 99%, then 99.9% of what I say is what I'm going to do. What I preach is who I'm going to become. This is who I am. Because people are going to view you and look at does his or her actions align with their words. People quit people that lie. You can't lie to people. People quit people that are closed-minded. Especially people that bring something to the game. If they bring something to your team, they're an A player, type A player, and they bring out ideas and they're, they're throwing stuff out. It helps when you're at least open-minded to what that person has to say. You may not always make the decision that they want you to make. But at least be viewed as a person that is open to a possible change, to a possible solution. Because the best way to lead others is to make things their idea, to get their buy-in on where it is and give input on where it is that the organization is going to go. And you can't do that if you're closed-minded. And so... The, the next thing I want to mention is mentoring people for where they are. So if you're leading somebody that's 18, 19, 20 years old, of course it's different than leading somebody 40 years old. If you're mentoring somebody that's no, no one's ever spent time with them to help them on the inside, you know, where I see a lot of people neglected in business is that Leaders and bosses focus on what production they could do and what is going on on the outside. 
but inward growth precedes outward growth. So maybe you'll hire someone and you're working with them and no one's ever developed them inside. No one's ever worked on their mindset. No one's ever worked on their heart. No one's ever worked on their spirit, the way that they think, their perspective, development of the, of, of the person. Instead of getting so frustrated with them, even if they're grown men or grown women, sometimes you got to look at them like they're a kid in the process. So my five-year-old is supposed to want Skittles. She's supposed to, to she, he or she is supposed to, and I don't have a five-year-old, I'm just saying. I got a four-year-old. But you look and say, he or she is supposed to have bags of candy and want you to want to eat them all. That's what kids do. You can't get frustrated with them. That's where they're at in their life at that point. Teenagers are supposed to do what teenagers are going to do or want to do. And so you have to embrace where the person is at in their current life. If I want to connect with a five-year-old, I got to sit there and color with them and play with them and play with their toys or play with race cars. So when people are coming into your business or into your life, you have to connect with them for where they are, mentor them for where they are, and be a part of the process. Nobody wants to be a part of the process. Everybody wants to be a part of the outcome. Great things happen in the outcome only if you could pay attention in the process. I've learned to embrace and love the process of developing other people. In my business, I don't always get people that are already a, a, a perfect mental match. They're already, they've been reading books, they're mentally tough, their spirit is right, they're working out, they had no past issues in their family, you know, they're just a, a perfect person. Not all the time does that happen. Most of the time it don't happen. Are you going to be the person that five years from today, that person can look back and say, man, that leader made a difference in my life. They made me a better person. You got to look at them for where they are and understand three years from today, they're not going to be the same person because of you and them. Five years from today, they're not going to be the same person because of you and them. And you can't get so angry and frustrated in that journey and in that process that you start to dog them and treat them bad. Now, can you hold them accountable? Absolutely. I tell my daughter, no, you can't have that candy. I tell, I tell my 17-year-old, get up and work out. It's 5 o'clock. Your alarm's going off. Get up. Let's get it cracking. Hold them accountable. But I'm not so disappointed and angry that I can't see the vision of my 17-year-old is going to be better at 22 than she is at 17. My 4-year-old's going to be better at 10 than she was at 4 in understanding some of these things. That's the development process. And leadership is a lot like parenting. Parenting adults. What would you do around your kids? What would you not do around your kids? Think about that when you're doing that around your people. How much patience do you think you should have with your children? Think about if you give your people the same amount of patience. You know, sometimes ourself, we like to judge ourselves based on our intentions, what we intended. We didn't mean to do that. We didn't mean, but we judge others based on their actions. Not so hard on ourselves, hard on everybody else. And so I want to challenge you to look at how can we mentor people for where they are and be patient with them in that process.
I've also learned, and this is an area that, I, that I've gotten better at, that I need to get better at. I, you know, I had somebody tell me in my podcast when I interview people, you know, I got to give them a chance to finish saying what they're saying. I get all excited sometimes and I start jumping in and, and, and talking, you know, talking with them. So that's something I'm going to try to improve at here uh, going into 2020. But being a good listener, I know in leadership, you can't lead if you can't listen. Are you giving your people a chance to talk? Are you listening to the words of your people, what they're saying? Are you trying to find out what's in their mind, what they're thinking? Sometimes people are so dominant in their leadership that they intimidate people to the point where people can't, they don't even want to tell you what they're thinking and what's on their mind. If they don't tell you what's on their mind and what they're thinking, how can you affect the way that they're thinking? A lot of times their thinking is wrong. The perspective is off, but you can't adjust it because they're afraid to bring it up to you. And so I think we can help to retain people, to develop people better if we become a better listener. Listen to what they, like, who is the person that you're leading? What was their background? What are their interests? How did they grow up? What was their mom like? What was their dad like? What was their home life like? What do they like to do? Were they competitive? Were they not? Why are they the way that they are? Once you learn about them, now you can lead them. It's hard to lead people if you don't first learn about them and you can't learn about them if you're not willing to listen. And in closing today, your mission got to be right. You know, people ask, well, how do you stay motivated? Motivated, the word, the root word is motive. Motive. Motivation. What's your motive? What's your mission? And so if your mission is truly about people, developing other people, then you can't be dictated by your mood. Your mood won't always align with your mission. Sometimes you're in a good mood. Sometimes you ain't. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you ain't. Sometimes it's rainy outside and you're not in the best mood. Sometimes you got a headache. Sometimes you got stuck in traffic. That cannot affect your mission. You know, I got the utmost respect. I look at sometimes my wife, man, and, and I don't think she listens to many of my podcasts at all. But... She hears me enough. It's a walking grind cast. But when I, when I, sometimes I'm leaving the house on the grind. And my wife, I remember seeing one time, both of my kids were kind of sick and she was sick, super sick. And I had to go. I had a whole full day schedule at work, things that couldn't be replaced and things that couldn't be missed. And I'm walking out the door and I'm like, dang. I feel horrible. What a beast she is because she continues to find a way to get the job done even though her mood don't match the mission. The mission is being a mom. The mission is being a great mom. The mission is doing what, and, and her love for them finds a way that she rises anyway even though the mood ain't right to carry on her mission. And so this is what we got to do as leaders. This is what we got to do as, as a, uh, a people. To get better, to be a professional, you're going to have good days and bad days. Sometimes the weather will align. Sometimes you got a little extra pep in your step. Sometimes you don't. What separates amateurs and professionals 
is how you can play the game when your mood isn't perfect. You got to be able to coach great when your mood ain't great. You got to be able to play great when you don't feel that great. You got to be able to show up, show out when you got a headache. When somebody pissed you off on the road. When something ain't right in your home life, your personal life. Don't let your mood dictate your mind staying on your mission. Thanks for joining us. If this, if this helped you, do me a favor and share this with other people. Spread the word. Let's keep on grinding, keep on pushing and making this world a better place to live. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud.